I think you just have to be perspicacious and look at people. And there's something you can learn from absolutely everybody and just try and adapt it all. I'm not saying everybody should be clones of me for everyone's individual, right? But there might be some things about me they find inspiring that they may adapt and take on board. And then they'll find some things from other people. But learning to speak is something I very well, I understood from a very young age how important that would be. That's a superpower. Imagine the 20 year old that's watching this, yep. that's saying, no take, don't give me the answer for, I can, anybody can create, you know, yeah. can contribute to society. I'm not that guy. Talk to me like I'm one in a million. What should I do? What Absolutely. angle should I do? Okay, so first things first, you need to be worthy of respect. And you're going to be worthy of respect through having things which are difficult to acquire. So first things first, the basic things, you need to be very focused on trying to make money because people listen to you when you have money. They just do. Secondly, you need to be in fantastic physical condition because when you're in fantastic physical condition, it cannot be bought. It must be earned. And people know that. When you're in, I mean, I don't know about you. If someone walked in to sell me something and they were obese, I would not trust them the same as if they were in fantastic physical shape. Because I'd say, I don't think you have dedication and heart. I don't think there's something about you that I just wouldn't trust you the same. So fantastic physical condition and money is, is the first thing. The second thing, whatever your ideas are, you need to learn how to communicate them. Speaking is a superpower in and of itself. You need to become a fantastic communicator. You need to be comfortable in all realms of communication. You need to be persuasive. You need to be comfortable arguing. You need to be good at debating. There's a lot of people out there in the world who have ideas that they can't even project into somebody else's mind. How are you going to rule the world with that? How are you going to get your ideas out there and make an influence if you can't make other people understand exactly what you think? That's the first thing. Second thing, once they understand exactly what you think, you need to make them agree with what you think. These are two different skills. Must be practiced and must be learned. If you're 20 years old and you want to change the world, you need to be having endless debates. Endless. Without resorting to name calling, not on Twitter like a dummy, in person. And you need to come across in a way that people agree with you. We can go back quickly and talk about the red pill. The difference between me when I talk to girls on these panel shows and every other guy when they talk to girls on the panel shows is when I'm done, all the girls want me. Watch them. Watch the shows. I say the same thing and by the end the chicks are in love with me as opposed to saying the same thing and the chicks thinking I'm a dickhead. That's the difference. I project my ideas and I make them agree with my ideas to a point where they're like, texting me afterwards. I'm not saying anything different. It's how I'm communicating it. Something you can catch more flies with honey than, than hurting people sometimes. You need to be good at everything. You need to have a Swiss army knife of tools. I know when to be intimidating or aggressive. I know when to come across as obtuse. I know when to come across as exceptionally open-minded and easy to understand. I know when to come across as understanding. I know all these things. This all has to be practiced. And a lot of it is, yeah, communication. I would say, if you're going to say to a 20-year-old who's truly exceptional and driven, I'd say you need to become a master communicator. Because once you can do that, you can do anything. And that fixes all the other problems, right? We talk about making money. If you're a master communicator, you do fantastic yeah. in sales. Yeah. You'll kill sales. Yeah. You'll absolutely destroy sales if you're a master communicator. Not many people know this, but I used to sell windows. You know the old school knock on the door? Window sales. I did window sales for two or three years. And I'd say this is one of the hardest jobs you could possibly do. And I would always recommend a young man if he has some time to waste to go sell windows. <laughs> and the reason, it's fantastic because I'll tell you why. It's the hardest one to sell because one, nobody wants them. Two, they don't know who you are. And three, even if you convince them that they need windows after them not knowing who you are, then they go to all your competitors and then it becomes a price war. <laughs> it's a nightmare. It's the hardest sales job. If you're selling a Lambo, at least they want the Lambo, right? Nobody wants glass and plastic. They already have windows. So you've got to find a way to sell them these windows. How do you do that? And that's where all this master communication comes in. 
And it's so many subtle little things. Being a good salesman is not necessarily being a liar. It's not being a trickster. It's just understanding what's going to make the person believe and understand what you say. If I walked in and said, would you like new windows? And they essentially said, no, we don't need new windows. Our windows look fine. I would say, but what about the security aspect while looking at their three-year-old child? And they sit there and go, ah, oh, what do you mean security aspect? And then I talk about how we had the lock 5,000 and their locks are easy to break as if glass is a glass, so the same anyway. And you'd end up selling windows. You have to find the triggers in people. There's another thing people don't understand about me and my message. Sometimes I sit here and I say things that piss people off because that's how you trigger people to make action. I have often written emails or done videos, to, especially to men when I want to help men, to piss them off. You're a loser. You're a dumbass. Andrew, why do you mean? Because you're not going to go to the gym unless I tell you you're a fucking loser. And you are a loser and I'm not lying to you. You are a loser. The emotional trigger you need to get up off that chair is the fact that you're not important, nobody cares who you are, any girl you're ever in love with I could take, and you're insignificant. And when you die, nobody's interested. That's your fault. You could have been something else. You did that. You failed. It has to be done. You have to be a master communicator. And sometimes that involves also insulting people. It's all a, a massive tapestry. But to answer your question, for the 20-year-old, he needs to become a master at communicating. But also to be a master at communicating, to be a master at communicating, you also, you also need experiences worth talking about. You have to live a life. You need a degree of wisdom. And wisdom doesn't always come with age. It comes with life lived. I had a guy message me. This is a long time ago when I used to reply to my own emails. Too big now. But he said, I don't have any stories. My life's boring. I said, bro, where do you live? He said, Madrid. I said, bro, ride the train from Madrid to St. Petersburg. Ride the train from Madrid to Vladivostok. Do the Trans-Siberian Railway. Cost you like 300 bucks. He said, oh, but what if I get robbed? Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> the point. What if you get robbed? Now you have a story. Maybe you'll die, maybe you won't. But you have a story. Don't bring your watch. Have you got a Rolex? No. No one wants to rob you anyway. Don't worry about it. You're broken. Get on the train. There has to be that degree of risk to even have a story. Because when you have a story, then you can communicate the story. A lot, you can't be an empty vessel either. So when you say to the, uh, you're telling me how I build this 20 year old into a super soldier. Yeah, he has to be a master communicator, but he also has to do things which are risky. Risk has value intrinsically linked to it, intrinsically. This is why people, when you do risky things, people want to hear the story. Your coolest stories involve risk. Something went wrong. This could have happened. I almost this. I made it out. Without these risks, you haven't got it. So I would say to the 20 year old, do what I did. Get in the cage. Get in the ring. Knock someone out, get knocked out, train hard. Fighting will teach you everything you need to know about life. You'll learn everything about who you truly are. You'll learn if you're a coward or not. You'll learn everything about perseverance and hard work and dedication. Everything about being underappreciated. You learn everything about fear. You learn all of it. You learn everything about people. You win a fight, check your phone. Lose a fight, check your phone. You learn all about people. You learn all about them. You learn all about women. I learned so much about women through fighting. When I had a fight coming up and I was, I was weight drained and I had barely eaten in, in weeks and I'd lost all this weight and I had a, a world title fight and I'm fighting a guy who might kill me and she's complaining about the toilet seat. I learned all about women. You learn a lot about life through these, through these difficult pr processes and paths. And there used to be for men like a rite of passage. In most societies, you had to go through something to become a man from a boy to a man. But that thing was always difficult. It's always been difficult. Now you have to self-induce it, self-inflict it. But if you're gonna be a boy and never indu never bring on that self-inflicted rite of passage, how are you gonna ever become a man? Whatever you're going through right now, don't lose sight of the fact that it's worth the fight. Nobody said it was easy. It's worth the fight. I discovered why people do things. You know why, ladies and gentlemen? 
even though it's hard, it's worth it. When you're working at your dream, somebody said, the harder the battle, the sweeter the victory. If you're going to reach your potential, you have to fight through some things. You have to be more determined than what's trying to stop you. You're supposed to build something. You're supposed to create something. I don't know how to do it. Learn. Do whatever is required. It's difficult. Yes, right. And it's worth it. It seems like to me that the closer I get to the promise of God, the harder the fight. I guess it's like a woman having a baby. When the labor pains are greatest, she is told to push. And sometimes when all hell is breaking loose in your life, you have to push. I came to tell somebody you're close. You're close. I know your husband just left you, but that doesn't mean anything. You're close. You're on the verge of it. Something is about to happen. The devil wouldn't be fighting you if you weren't close to it. Somebody shout, I'm close. You don't come into this kind of blessing without conflict. And blessings are always encased in trouble. Sometimes, Pastor, tell me that you got discouraged. Tell me sometimes that the road gets rough, that the going gets tough, so that when it gets rough for me, I will not feel forsaken. When the truth of the matter is that God can be very much with you and it can still be very rough. Don't take the presence of the storm to indicate the absence of God. I'm gonna say that again. The presence of adversity does not mean the absence of God. Because we buy into this notion that if God was with us, we would have no storm. God can be with you and you can still be tired. Because you have had so much to come against you that you are depleted and it does not mean that God is not with you and it does not mean that you're not where God wants you to be because there are problems there in fact if you really want to see God do his best work get in trouble the Bible said he is the very present help in the time of trouble if you're looking for God he's in the storm and if you start running now, you're going to run all your life. You're going to run, 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 because there will be no utopias of tranquility where the fragrance of roses falls gently upon our skins without any worry or reservation. God means for it to be tough sometimes. He shapes us through the hands and the opinions of our enemies and yet God allows it to happen because he's shaping us and he's disciplining us. You can't make a vessel made of clay and not put it in the fire. See, when, you, when it's hard and there's a struggle, what you become in the process is more important than the dream. Is there anybody in this room that life has been tough for you? 
and you've had to go upstream sometime. Didn't have the house you want, the husband you want, the wife you want, but you still went anyway. If there's 10 people like that, give God a praise. Other people couldn't see it. You were attacked, you were criticized. It was hard, it was difficult, but to you it was worth it. And eventually you got to a level you know, can nothing stop me now. I'm on the move. The thing that's defeating you is how you see yourself. It's not the enemies around you. It's the enemy within you. And the Lord told me to tell you it's worth the fight. I don't know what your it is. And you're getting ready to hop. God said it's worth the fight. It's worth the fight. You've hopped from thing to thing to thing to thing. To. You've talked yourself out of the promised land and decided to stay in the desert in a tent. Confront yourself. It's worth the fight. You've been running all your life. God said it's worth the fight. Your marriage is worth the fight. Your career is worth the fight. Your gift is worth the fight. Your vision is worth the fight. It's not going to be easy, but here I come. I'm coming, I'm coming. I know it's a fight, but I'm coming. I'm fighting with God on my side. I need 30 seconds of a successful praise. I'm closer now than I've ever been in my life. I never expected to make it as far as I made it. This mind bothered to me. If you saw where I came from and look at us, we're so blessed. We're so blessed.